Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. I am Emmanuel Penklis and joined as always by Michael Corbin. Michael, how Emmanuel, are you? I'm good. Uh, despite my team losing on the weekend, it was an interesting week of rugby league. It There's, was. Uh, not as much big news as there was last week. There wasn't the whole um, Sharks fiasco and all that. It was more what happened on the field. Yeah. And more, uh, more importantly, players getting suspended. Players getting suspended. We had a send-off, uh, high drama. We had Latrell Mitchell come out of... Um, the Rabbitohs Tigers thriller with three charges. Yep. Um, Victor Radley's there. Momorowski's there. Uh, it's and obviously Jack Hetherington. Jack Hetherington. Um, and there are a couple of others out of the South Tigers game too. So it's a, it's a huge night. The judiciary is getting their money's worth. So let's see what unfolds there. It's going to have an impact, I think, on a, on a few decisions in terms of tips um, over the coming weeks as well. Yeah, I think... I think the judiciary, we're recording this at 6 o'clock on Tuesday. I think the judiciary is tonight, I yep. believe. Yep. So we're going to, if you check team list and check the news tomorrow, you'll see the results. Uh, Jack Hetherington has taken an early guilty plea and will miss five weeks. Nice. Um, Latrell Mitchell it will miss at least a minimum of one week if he gets off uh, that dangerous contact charge against, I think it was a Nofaluma elbow. Yeah. Uh, if he gets off that, it'll only be one week. If he doesn't get off that, it'll be three weeks. Four, uh, four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks, sorry. Uh, Victor Radley's facing uh, two weeks, I believe. So, yeah, there's a few charges there. A uh, few big names missing. Latrell, especially for Souths, could be a very big loss because he's been fantastic this season. Um, yeah, and the impact was... on... Um, has implications for Souths, has implications for New South Wales. You'd assume sure he's been in line for selection there. Yep. Um, he won't be match fit. It's going to have implications on his Dalliem chances. He's currently leading the Dalliem board. He's leading. He's not going to get points for four uh, weeks. He's not going to get points. And I, I'm pretty sure that you lose three points for every week you're suspended too. No. I, uh, is, it, is it that? I thought it was if you get a second suspension, you're just out. Well, he's been charged three times this game. Yeah. So, so it's... Anyway, it's very complicated. Who knows? Um, who knows, really? <laughs> Dalliums don't even matter anyway. We've already spoken about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's just not to, meant to be. Souths have never won a Dallium before, so maybe this wasn't just meant to be. But yeah, maybe Hopefully not. we win a premiership. Maybe not. Um, yeah, so let's keep an eye on that. The other thing that came out of the weekend was, um, as a result of some of these high hits, players staying down and rotting the interchange system. Now, I'm going to ask you this, Emmanuel. How many interchanges do each team get per game? Eight. How many did Melbourne use on the weekend? Fourteen. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. So, 
the incident I'm specifically talking about is uh, Victor Radley uh, hit. He definitely hit Cameron Munster with a lazy high shot. Cameron Munster stayed down. Victor Radley went into the bin and was put on report. And because he was put on report, Melbourne got a free interchange. What they did was they brought Nelson Asafa Solomona on for uh, Cameron Munster. And then 30 seconds later, they put Munster on for Cameron well- uh, for Christian Welch. Yeah. Saving them an interchange. Yeah. It's... We, we've we discussed this, okay? I, not in this context. We've just dis- had this discussion in relation to the 18th man. These rules are made to be exploited. Exactly. We found out that the Storm are doing this. This is the one incident we know about. Yeah. What about all the others we don't know about? Exactly. If there's a, if there's a, a system in place, it's going to be exploited. Um, it's, it's either, it's either going to get to a point where if you stay down, you're not coming back. Is that going to stop players from staying down and trying to milk a penalty? Well, it's going to have the opposite effect because players are just going to play on exactly. regardless of what they have. Exactly. And then, you, then you're looking at player welfare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, which look, Cleary, Cleary got hit on the weekend, and he got back up and orchestrated the win. Yeah. So, you know, some of these players, you get hit, you might stay down for a second, you might still be fine though. Harry Grant was another incident in the same game. He got hit high, he stayed down, came back on, stayed on, scored a try, set up a try, and then came off with a concussion test. So you're saying the head knock is good for the player's ability to finish the game. That's all <laughs> I'm knows? learning. Who but knows? Mike, whichever way this goes, there is going to be an issue, right? Because you're going to end up in a situation where the second a player falls to the ground, okay, if the rule is that any player that falls has concussion issues, has to come off, can't come back on, well, then the issue is, I guess, that they've passed the concussion test, they're fine, why should the team be prevented from being able to bring that player back on? Yeah. That's going to be the argument of the course. Okay. The other argument the league is going to probably have coming up against it is if they've introduced these more stringent protocols now, why then have they been allowing players who pass to come back after 15 minutes if now they're concerned that they can't come back on yeah. if they were to change the rule? There's no yeah. there's no clear answer it's, to this. There, yeah, there isn't. It, it's that's also, the problem. It's also um, that at the moment the, the club doctors are involved in this. So the 16 club doctors, there's been calls for independent doctors to be involved um, at each game. Regardless, that's eight doctors, okay? And You're never going to get eight doctors with the exact same opinion. You can't get eight referees with this the is, same this opinion. Is, this is one of the reasons why they haven't brought in independent doctors is because they believe the team doctors know the personnel and each team, each player better. Yeah. I can tell if there's something wrong with them rather than a neutral third party who who doesn't know these uh, these players. And and this is the entirely logical thing, right? Because the team doctor has a knowledge of the players, each player's uh, medical history, medical yep. issues. Uh, they work with the physios, they work with recovery, they work with strength and conditioning, and they're able to... I guess, use that knowledge to, to decide see, yeah, what any, is best for this player. Any irregularities or something like that, they're going to pick up a lot quicker than someone who doesn't, who, who, or like some, you know, some players might not show symptoms, uh, but a team doctor won't pick it up, right? But there might be something different. Uh, a, a, a third party doctor won't pick it up, but a, a team doctor will because there's a slight change in their patterns. Yeah. Yeah. It's 51 and. Yeah. It's going to continue to dominate discussion, I think, uh, in an ongoing capacity. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the solution is. It, it just seems to be having more and more of an impact on the game. Um, there's been talk about maybe getting rid of, like, third man in in tackles and reducing the number of tackles. As 
I, I, once you start doing this and tinkering, where does it stop? Yep, agreed. So let's get into team lists for round seven. But before we do, let's just check an update of the tipping ladder. Uh, Nick Saturis maintains his lead in first place. Jimmy Stavrianis outright second. Uh, Alexander B, a big shout out to you. Um, you're in third place. And then Joel Kane, who is a guest in our tipping comp, he's really jumped up the leaderboard. He's coming fourth after getting seven out of eight. Um, then we've got... Anthony P, Zach, myself, Mark V, Paul S, and Michael J rounding out the top 10. Uh, Michael Corbin, self-proclaimed tipping king, has dropped into 11th place. Um, and just having a look, the after Joel Kane, the top, um, top score this round was actually 6 out of 8 from Erica, uh, which is surprising to say the least. <laughs> uh, and then... Yeah, so, and then a um, bit of movement at the very bottom. I noticed Robbie Farah has dropped. Uh, Clive has moved up the ranks, and, yeah, that's enough progress. Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's been a tough year for tipping. Uh, it was a tough week for tipping. <laughs> it was a tough week. Manly, there were a lot of upsets. Manly getting, uh, Manly getting the win uh, was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, and uh, then Cowboys-Bulldogs. The, so. Cowboys, well, look, I didn't expect Cowboys, uh, the Bulldogs, to be playing the last 25 minutes with 12 men. Yeah. Um, but I think that anyone that's sort of got, <laughs> you got five seven or, or eight yeah. is probably just yeah. fluking it. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So let's get into this week's games. Yeah. Thursday night is, I think this will be a really good game. Uh, I liked what I saw out of the Knights on the weekend. Sharks played really well, uh, but Knights held on there. Caleb Ponga was fantastic. They versus the undefeated Penrith Panthers. They're still going. They're 6 and 0. Oh. Isn't Nathan, that incredible? Nathan Cleary was. Awesome. Jerome Luai was awesome. Um, That two-point field goal, I'm starting to like it. I I really like it. Especially at the end of that first half where you're not going to score a try. Why not pop one like Adam Reynolds tried on the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what I really like about it? It takes the the player looking for a penalty out of the game. It puts... And we flagged this early on. It puts all the pressure on the team to try and find a way to get the points... Of course, it helps if you've got a, a halfback with a great boot. Um, but it's awesome. I like it. And for example, that South game, yeah. the reason why Tom Burgess went over yeah. was because everyone went for Reynolds. Yeah. Everyone. I know. And there was just no there was no one in front of Burgess, and he just ran to the line. Yeah. Because the field goal is now... it's I, I, I like it. it. I like it's it. It's different. It adds a bit of a different element to the game, and those those sharp snappers, your, your sharp shooters, your Nathan Cleary, your Daly Cherry Evans, your Adam Reynolds, they're going to... They're going to be snapping them a, few, a bit more, I think, now. Now, Adam Reynolds has kicked two of them this season. Yeah. And in the post-match press conference after the game, Wayne Bennett has said, we love Peter's new rule. Now, the fact he said that makes me think that maybe he's behind the rule. So, I don't know. Something to think about. <laughs> something to think about. Okay. But going into this game, yep. um, Newcastle were impressive. Um, Ponga had an awesome game, but Cleary had a, an incredible game for Penrith as well. That machine just keeps rolling on. They're back at Bluebet Stadium once again. I can't see them losing this. They're probably going to have some backline challenges with Momorowski, depending on what happens tonight at the judiciary. Yeah, but look who's named in number 20 and 21. I know. I they know. have Appy Coruscant and Dylan Edwards, half their spine possibly returning this week, a bit earlier than expected. If that happens, what happens is uh, Stephen Crichton goes back into the centres yeah. and 
Dylan Edwards just goes back to fullback. So even if Momorowski's out, I don't think they lose too much. No, I don't think so either. They're prepared for it. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. Penrith, uh, how can you tip against Penrith? You can't. You can't. You can't, yeah. Exactly. So we're both going. We're both going the Panthers there. Should be a really, really good game, though. Uh, next game. This one's going to be interesting. Gold Coast are playing Souths. Yeah. On the Gold Coast. On the Gold Coast. Uh, Coming Friday up with a 36 point drubbing as Friday well. night, early game. Souths, once again, take on the team that had a drubbing the week before. Gold Coast will be fired up. Tino is out. He is suspended. Yeah, he took the um, early guilty he plea took on the, the shoulder charge. On the shoulder charge, so I think he's out for two weeks. Yep. Uh, for Souths, Alex Johnson's named at fullback for Latrell. Walker and Reynolds in the halves. Stephen Masters comes in to centre and Gagai moves to the wing. Yeah, Mansour's out with an injury, I believe. Yeah, about four, four weeks. weeks with a hamstring tear. Yeah. Um, and Kalamatangi comes back in, which is awesome because he's been great for us. Um, last start hero, Tom Burgess, is named at number eight, which is awesome. Um, I'm actually surprised this is the team Souths have named. I actually, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see this at some point during the game, I actually thought Cody Walker might go to fullback for a bit uh, with Benji Benji and Reynolds to play in the halves together. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens because... I think the only reason why you're not running that out straight away is just fitness because playing fullback is a different fitness to playing 5'8". Yeah, definitely. Um, But I just think for that, or maybe we'll still see it in tack anyway, but that ball-playing role that Mitchell seems to have in, in getting through the back line... And given Alex Johnson's traditionally incredible finishes, despite yeah. what happened on the weekend, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that shift happens there. Um, but then uh, Benji, Nichols, Knight and Arrow on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Titans will be fired up. I think they're really caught with their pants down. So expect a stronger performance. But um, for me, Souths to win. Yeah, I'm still tipping Souths. I know, like... Titans have looked good one week and then bad the next week. It's kind of the Newcastle syndrome they've got at the moment. You just, they're just not finding any consistency. And I think Souths are just a better coach team and still have enough talent on the park to win. Um, losing Latrell is going to be a big loss, though. For if he's if he's it's definitely this game. If he's out even longer, your run coming up yeah. is going to be very tough. Yeah, we need to win this one. We've got. Um, Canberra, Penrith, and Melbourne to follow. So we need to win and we need Luttrell. Yeah. Um, the late game on Friday. This should be interesting. Eels Broncos uh, at in Darwin uh, yep. to mix it up. Para were impressive last week in that game against Canberra. I think we'd all sort of just you know pulled back on them a well, bit they, they, Parra, after their performance against St George. They hadn't beaten they hadn't beaten Canberra in Canberra in fifteen years, and they yeah. came out and blew them out of the park. Um, the big news for Parramatta is that uh, Ryan Madison has still got this concussion in- issue, ruled out late again, and is now on the extended bench, probably won't play this week. Um, so, yeah, that that's something to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. I don't If he... I don't, I don't know when he's going to come back, if he comes back at this point. It's, it could be one of those longer stints on the sideline that, we used, that we've seen from teams like the Roosters. Yeah, and, I mean, this is part of the... You know, the, the the burden is on the clubs and, you know, clubs tend to take a lot more care, but it is really the clubs that um, have the depth yeah. that are able to take more care. I mean, yeah. we you, saw what happened with Lachlan Lewis. Um, he was kept out there. They really wanted him out there and the Bulldogs got punished for that. But One of the reasons um, why he left the Tigers was he was disappointed in how they managed his concussions. Yeah. 
during his stint there. Yeah. So you can Parramatta are taking a, a very cautious approach, and it's yeah. the right approach. Which is what you know the Roosters traditionally do. Souths have done it with Liam Knight too. So it's definitely uh, where you've got the talent and able to do it. It's more likely to happen. Yep. Uh, Brisbane so, were really good last week. I, um, I think I think if they versed any team other than Penrith, they could probably could have, they probably could have got the win. Tavita yeah. Pangai was fantastic. Uh, Brody Croft looked really good at six. Yeah. Uh, with a with a like someone to steer the ship around at halfback made his job a bit easier. There's also the talk that Carmichael Hunt might be coming into the team at some point. Yeah. Um, we'll see about that. I don't know. Asako was good. Yeah, the whole team played really well. The forward pack really aimed up against the big Penrith forward, uh, forward pack. And um, and Farnworth is back. Danny Levi's on the interchange bench. And Katoni Staggs is tracking along nicely to be back earlier than expected. So yeah, and he, I, I still think is going to win this one. Yeah, there's talks that Katoni could play six as well to keep him at the club. So we'll see what happens there. It doesn't always work. It doesn't. It does not. Doesn't uh, I'm assuming we're both taking the Eels on that one. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, for uh, Saturday afternoon, we have the Sharks versus the Bulldogs. Sharks versus Bulldogs. Um, Sean Johnson is back from his injury. On the bench, which I like. Don't rush him in too quickly. Um, Townsend's been playing really well. Moylan's been playing solidly as well. So give him, give him a, like 20, 30 minutes. Uh He'll probably play halves. Maybe Townsend goes to... Townsville? Yeah. <laughs> and hooker. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sean Johnson get a bit of legs. Yes, Towns- yes. Uh, J- uh, Chad Townsend is rumoured to be uh, signing with the Bronco, uh, the Cowboys next season yeah. on a $2 million deal worth for three years, I believe. I'm not sure of the That's details, the but the discussions yeah. are that that will be announced this week. Yeah, he's meeting with Townsend, meeting with uh, inca- incumbent uh, Sharks coach Craig Fitzgibbon tomorrow morning. Incoming Sharks coach. Incoming. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. To, uh, to see if they can keep him at the club. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But also in the side corps, uh, in the reserves, Will Chambers. Wow. Yeah. I, didn't, I thought that was for next season. No. Not this season. No. Very interesting. Yeah. I didn't even notice that when I was going through this earlier. Very interesting. Um, former Origin Centre, former Melbourne Premiership winner. It's a handy someone to have there, isn't it? So, <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, not bad at all. But uh, Wade Graham is still out also with concussion problems. So the clubs take it seriously, yeah. but not during the game, obviously. Yeah. Um, and Tolman will miss the match against his former club. Um, after pleading guilty to a crusher. So, huge night at the judiciary. Um, for the Dogs, Napa and Thompson are the new starting props. Um, Hetherington suspended, and Renov Atoni is named on the bench after starting last week. Lachlan Lewis hasn't played since round four, but he is named. Mm. I don't know if he still gets a spot, though, over Avarillo. We'll see. I'm tipping the Sharks in this one, um, just because... How can you tip a team that hasn't won a game yet? Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean... It's it's simple. The Cronulla... Um, not Cronulla. Canterbury were all right last week in patches. They lifted when Hetherington got sent off, but yeah. it's the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. All right, next game, Emmanuel. We have the Cowboys versus the Canberra Raiders. Yep, in Townsville on Saturday night. Michael, Canberra. Yeah, so first of all, Ricky has wielded the wielded the, the axe on his team, and no one 
was safe. If you were to say, what's the one player that won't get dropped? Papali. Papali. Guess what Papali's name this year, this week? New South Wales Cup. No, he's, you know, he's 17. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that far. But you asked me to guess. I don't know. <laughs> not that far. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's been dropped to the bench. Emre Gula is starting. Joe Tarpanay has been sent to the reserves. Um, Bailey Simonson's gone. Josh Hodgson's out with an injury for probably two to three weeks, uh, which brings in Tom Starling, who was fantastic at the back end of last season when Hodgson got injured. Yeah. Um, and I think it might actually fix some of their issues because I think what Hodgson and, and we spoke about this last year, Hodgson takes away a bit of attack from Whiten and Williams because he is such a dominant like ball player himself. Yeah. And it doesn't let his halves do what they need to do. Which is an unusual problem to it have. Is an un- it is a very unusual problem to have, but I want to see how they go with a more traditional hooker playing in the nine role in Starling, who's going to get out and run more instead of trying to play make. Yeah. So we'll see what happens here. Um, this is an important game for Canberra. They're, look, they're, they're perennially slow starters. Last year, they were... Middling as well. I think they're in ninth position at the moment, but they yeah. normally come good at the back end of the season. Um, but it's the Cowboys. If they can't win this one, there's some serious problems. I Ricky Ricky straight up called out players on the weekend and was just like, there were players who did not pull their weight. Don't blame the team. There are certain players who don't. And I'm sure that away from the media, he has told those players, you're under fire, you need to step up. Well, and, and but you can see why, Mike, because if you look at the if you look at the ladder, okay, you've got Penrith who you expect to be up there, Souths who you expect to be up there, like this is a premiership window for them. Yep. Parramatta, okay, should be up yep. there. They they've got their doubts. Okay. Melbourne, they're always gonna be around there, but top four premiership is probably pushing it. You'll never rule them out. Okay. Yep. The Roosters uh, are struggling with injuries. And then the eight is filled with the Warriors, who no one really expected to be there. The Gold Coast, who have just recruited really well, and St George, who are starting to pull it together. Yeah. Canberra got a team that's that's made the top, made the prelims the last couple of years, and should probably be better. They they've played together for longer and they've got better experience, and, and they're very underdone. I agree. I think they're they're underperforming severely at the moment, and let's hope that uh, this lights a fire under them to see if they can get going again. Yeah. Um, Cowboys are one through seventeen and looking for three in a row. Yeah, it's insane. Um, <laughs> I'm going Canberra though. I'm not tipping the Cowboys. Um, I think they. I think they get this done. I wouldn't be surprised if Papali comes on at like the twenty fifth minute mark and plays the rest of the game. Yeah, I'm not as convinced as you though, but I'll go Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this game's going to be interesting. Tigers versus Manly. Both teams played pretty well on the weekend, but Manly just what Tom Travojevic does for that team—it's amazing, isn't it? Is incredible. Like he improves everyone. He makes Daly's job so much easier. His brother looks ten times the player that he has been the first four weeks of the season. Um, You haven't got like he—he didn't even look. There was there was a run where he made and he didn't look like he had his legs yet, and he was running at like 75% of what he can, and he was still the most dominant player on the field. Yeah. No, he was awesome. Manly were fantastic last week. Um, holding the um, the opposition to that score is just 
Wow. Um, and I think having the win without Turbo there probably really boosted their mood too the week yeah, before. exactly. Um, just really helped them out, surprised everyone. This will be a good game. Um, I The Tigers, very unlucky last week, I think. Um, but they played that, well. this is this is the luck you have when sometimes teams just get so used to bad luck, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a club that hasn't played finals for ten years, notorious uh, ninth place. They they just don't have that winning talent in them, yeah. um, and they got really close, and it could have gone either way. Um, but you know, Souths really crawled back yeah. from what what they were down, which was fourteen six. Yeah. So there's look, there's an old adage. It's a it's from Arnold Palmer, who obviously that fa- the, the very famous golfer. Uh, a good golfer always forgets his last putt. Yeah. And Tigers just need to forget losses like that. Yeah. Which is ha- which has been a problem in the past where they they get down on losing games where they should win, and it, it tends to be, it sends them into a tailspin. Whereas the good teams forget those losses and come back the next week and are ready to fire up again. Yeah, I and thought, that's what the Tigers need to do. Yeah, I thought Simkin was awesome. Yeah. And Dewey had a really good game too. Simkin doesn't miss as many tackles as Little, and he's been carving up New South Wales Cup. He's probably a better option there at Hooker. Um, they just need to find something out of James Roberts because he's middling at the moment. He's not doing much. They've had a couple injuries in the centres, so I think that's why he's kept his spot at the moment. Um, if they start getting troops back, though, he could be in some serious trouble because he's underperforming for what they're paying for him. Yep. And Manly are 1-17. to 17. Who are yep. you going for? Uh, I'm going to go Manly. Okay. Um, I really like Josh Schuster as well. He's been playing really good on that edge. Yep. He's... Technically, he's a 5'8", who's just a big-bodied 5'8", who's playing really well. Gives him a bit more spark on that left edge, especially now that Tom's been wrapping around there. It, it's going to shore them up uh, in attack as well. So I'm I'm tipping Manly. I think they can get this done. Yeah, I'm going to go the Tigers. Question. Yes. If Manly starts going on a little bit of a run, yeah. in your Tom Travojevic, would you sit out Origin to ensure that your team makes the 8? This is a question I saw posted yeah. on Twitter, I think. Mm. It's a tough one, because like, you want to represent your state, obviously. Yeah. I don't... There's nothing wrong with going into camp with successful players from the better clubs and picking up some winning feeling from them. Yeah. I think it does. I, and I also think, you know what, It it's a reminder, I think, that for Tom Trevojevic, he's not always going to be there. And Manly were terrible without him for the last month. Mm. And if he's gone for origin, well, what are Manly going to do? Just start losing again? Exactly. So, it's I mean, it's a team. It's not an individual thing. He's in, individually recognized. Why can't he go? Why can't yeah. he go? He gets match points for I think it. I, and look, I prefer him. He's so good at center yeah. when we play him there. He's incredible. So, yeah, yeah I, hope, I hope he does play origin. Uh, all right. Emmanuel, this is one of my favorite games of the year. Every year, 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon Sydney at the Cricket Sydney Cricket Ground. Ground, donning their powder blue jerseys. The Sydney Roosters will be running out after the last post. Anzac Day clash: Dragons versus Roosters. What a game! Dragons Grand Final, as some have coined it, because normally after this game they start losing. Um, well, the pressure was on them last week, and look yeah. what happened. <laughs> I know. Um, um, Roosters have Verrills back, which helps. Yes, and uh, he might not be the only hooker coming into the side uh, in the next coming weeks. 
Um, Brett Morris is also back. Uh, there was a try that Ikevalu, there was a point where Ikevalu got the ball. It was about 10, 15 meters out, started running, yep. and he got tackled. And I'm like, Brett Morris would have scored that try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Radley, we will wait and see with the judiciary. We'll see what happens there. Um, and Sam Walker uh, got, a bit, got a bit bashed up on the weekend, uh, as you expect from Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll bounce back in this game. Ben Hunt is named on the extended bench. He is. For the Dragons, though, so that would be a very big inclusion for them. And it's interesting as well because Corey Norman had a bit of an injury, so... Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but always a great game, this one. I think that the Roosters will win this one. Yeah, I'm going to side with the but Roosters. But I think it, it's going to be like two points in it. It the, could be a it could be a forty meter field goal in it. Yeah. So the way the Dragons have been playing recently is straight up the middle. Yeah. They don't really spread it too much, which means unless they're going to change their game plan to attack our edges and attack our like our halves, which I don't see them doing for one game. I think the Roosters get them because I think their backline is just better and can just get points that other teams don't normally get. I yeah. think that's where Dragons are going to struggle because we have. A decent pack. It's big enough. Takeaho might be missing. I think he is missing, actually. Um, and Jared's got a bit of an issue as well, so we'll see. If they're, if they're out, that's a big loss for us. Yeah, I think the Roosters... I, I'm not convinced on the Roosters, but, I mean, they were pretty good last week in Melbourne, but, yeah. you know... Yeah, look, the the injury's tolling up on us at the moment. It's getting, so. it's getting a bit tough. Um Storm hosts the Warriors, the other traditional game on Anzac Day, the Anzac Night game. Um, shout out to the Warriors who had the most perfect completion rate last week. Michael? 40 of 40. That's amazing. In, they almost did it last year at one point. I think they were 30, 35 of 36. Yeah. And it was like two minutes left in the game. And I think Chanel Harris-DeVita dropped it or something like that. Yeah. They got really close. But this time they did it 40 of 40. And if you're doing that, you're not losing a game. Yeah. Now, I've um, actually just decided to close off the next two minutes of this podcast um, for Harry Grant time. So do you have anything you want to say in relation to the Storm's um, interchange hooker? Uh, it killed me that he uh, destroyed us. When he came on, that's when they started scoring points. Um, set up a try. He's running out of dummy half. It was incredible. Um Scored a try, set up another try, almost had another try set up when uh, Christian Welch dropped it over the line. He's fantastic. And not just for Melbourne, but for Queensland, his combination with Munster is getting a bit scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> like, I'm looking at it like from an original perspective, these two are going to be the long-term six and nine uh, for Queensland going forward. And it's it's a scary sight. Um Big news, though, is Pappenhausen could be out for, like, two to four weeks. Massive. For Melbourne. Hopefully it's four. They've South in three weeks. Three weeks, four three weeks. Three weeks. So, so you hope he's not back for that one. Yeah, he's been crossed. He's, he's been fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, but they do get... They might get Dale for Newcomb back this week. He'll be a big inclusion for them. So... Yeah, they're getting Melbourne's getting their forward pack back a bit, but the loss to the loss of Pappenhausen, we'll see how they go. Last time they played without him, they lost, but it was to the Panthers. Yeah, who also didn't have Cleary. So we'll see. We'll see how they go. I'm still tipping Melbourne in Melbourne, although the Warriors do tend to upset them. 
from time to time. Uh, yes, but I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. Melbourne absolutely just blew them off it was, the park. It was like 50, I think they put 50 on them. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the Warriors do have their injuries too. Peter Hicku and Pompey are out, so it's forced a bit of a backline change. Foster Tua is on the wing, um, and Murchie is in the centres. The good news is that Sirinan returns on the bench, I think is quite a good player. Um, the other inclusion is Reese Welch. Yeah, so he's in the reserves. So, so he could play. He was that recruit that he's supposed to be the taking next big o- thing. He's supposed to be taking over Rogers' role next week at fullback. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes into the team this week because Murphy is really a back rower and yeah. not so much of a center. So I could see a bit of a shift going on there. Yeah, RTS in open space is still one of the most beautiful things in rugby league. His footwork is insane. Yeah, it's it's effortless, and I don't get it. I don't get how he does some of the stuff that he does. I know, I know. Okay, so to recap on this week's tips, Michael, let's go through it. So uh, Thursday night, we've both tipped Penrith over Newcastle. Yep. In Penrith, both going south. On the Gold Coast. Yep. Both going para in Darwin to beat Brisbane. Both going Cronulla at home against the Dogs. Uh, both going Canberra against the Cowboys. I don't think we have in any difference Townsville. This week. <laughs> I'm going Tigers, but uh, you're going Manly. Ah, uh, there's a difference. Uh, at the moment, I'm tipping the Roosters, but I'm, Radley will probably impact that a bit. Yeah. Um, over St. George. And then both going Melbourne. Against the Warriors. So, um, yeah, another week done. Yep, should be good. Love Anzac Day. It's one of my favourite days of the year. I love, you know, the crowd going silent. You get the last post to trumpet. Um, yep. It's awesome, to, isn't it? They used to bring the helicopter into the stadium. I remember one year, uh, I think the Prime Minister at the time, I think it was Kevin Rudd, got blown over. It was the Premier, <laughs> Bob Carr, one of, something like that. It was hilarious. Um, but it's always great. Anzac Day is, is a great day to watch rugby league. Um, and I love the Roosters' powder blue uniforms. Yeah, Souths are wearing, Souths are wearing blue, blue as well. As well. I think it was the Gold Coast. So ours is a tribute to 100 years of the Air Force. Yeah. I'm not sure what the Roosters ones Ours for. is because during war times, they didn't have enough dye to make the jerseys ah, blue. so they were... Yes. Interesting. They used less dye to make, and they made them light blue. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Another so, week done. Another week done. Fantastic. Um, we'll leave you there. But before we go, one more thing, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys.